Second Chronicles 31 and 20. Second Chronicles 31 and 20. Thus Hezekiah did throughout all Judah. And he did what was good and right and true before the Lord his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart. So he prospered. The next verse, chapter 32, verse 1. After these deeds of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah. He encamped, he encamped against the fortified cities, thinking to win them over to himself. I'm going to talk about Hezekiah's victory today. Would you say that after me, please? Hezekiah's victory. Take your seats, please. Hezekiah's father and predecessor was a king by the name of Ahaz. The Bible indicates that Ahaz was a wicked man who did not do what was right in the sight of God. What a sorrowful evaluation of a life. I hope that all of us here today will live such a life that we can say, I tried to do what was right. Not in my sight, but in the sight of God. God's sight determines what is right, not our sight. And God's word lets us know what is right in the sight of God. I know you may say, I see it this way. But what is important is how does God's word see it? Also, I want to observe that whenever word, whatever we do, we do it in the sight of the Lord. And God is looking on our lives, determining the rightness or the wrongness of our conduct. And let me further observe that God blesses us and punishes us in this life and in the life to come based on his evaluation of the rightness or of the wrongness of our lives. Ahaz was not right. He was not right because he turned away from the Lord. He was not right because he worshiped Baal and Molech, false gods of wood, gods of stone. It was not right according because according to 2 Chronicles 28 and 3, he sacrificed certain of his sons to these idol gods. Ahaz was not right because he sought the aid and protection of the ungodly king Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria. He took treasures out of the house of the living God and gave them to this heathen, unrighteous, King. In my mind, in the mind of God, this wonderful cathedral that God has given us, that we've been blessed to furnish, God has given to each of us the resources to provide everything in the house of God and the house of God itself. 
And God has given us the resources to provide everything that shall come to pass because God's not through with us yet. We need a family life center with classrooms and facilities so that we will not have to walk two blocks to get from Sunday school to church. God has envisioned everything and he has put everything in the vision that God has provided. But God has given us the resources to provide for the vision. And when we fail to present those resources for God's church, the building of his church and the furnishing of his church, then we take away from and out of the cathedral those things that God has blessed us individually to provide. God says, I want my house to be of this manner. And then God gives us the resources to bring it to pass. He gives us what we need to live and to thrive, but he gives us also what his house must have within it. And when we take the resources that God has given, the resources that he's given for our own support, our own survival, and then the resources that he's given over and above that for the building and payment of his work, then we commit ourselves unworthy of any future blessing. Ahaz worshiped the gods of the nations that had defeated him, saying that their gods seemed to be having them. Maybe if I worship their gods, then their gods will help me. But when you give to God, and when you do the work of God, you are stating that you are not depending on money and not you're depending on people, not on things. You're depending on and seeking the favor of God. And when you refuse to give, you deprive God of that which he claims and you are trusting and seeking in the resources and in the money and in the favor of those with whom you invest the money. But when you're seeking the favor of God, when you're seeking the favor of God's Son, Jesus Christ, then you give to God and you give to the Lord's work. So let me ask, who are you trusting? Where are you trusting? If you're trusting in God, then you'll invest in the work of God. But Ahab would not do this. He stripped the house of God. And when he had done so, he closed the doors of the house of God. And he made no provision for the worship of the one and only living God. Finally, Ahab died. And he was buried in disgrace. He left the kingdom of Judah over which God had placed him morally bankrupt and under the control of their enemies, the Assyrians. Second Chronicles 28 and 19 says that the Lord brought Judah low because of Ahaz, king of Israel. For he encouraged moral decline in Judah and had been continually unfaithful to the Lord. But after the death of Ahaz, his son Hezekiah assumed the throne of Judah. The biblical summary of Hezekiah's life is as follows. Second Chronicles 29 and 2, he did what was right in the sight of God. And in verse 3, the Bible says, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of God and he repaired them. He didn't put it off as a project for the long distant future. The first year that he was king, the first month 
that he was king, he opened the doors of the house of God and repaired them. No, it's difficult to separate your love for God from your love for the house of God. I said it's difficult to separate your love for God from your love for the house of God. Those who would really worship God are willing to invest in providing a special place, a sacred place for God alone, where they will meet with God and worship God. They want that place to express the level of their love, the level of his majesty. And we should never allow anyone to do more for their false God than we do for our living God. And Hezekiah said in 2 Chronicles 29 and 10, now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. We repeatedly said a covenant is where two parties agree for a mutual commitment to one another. And covenants in the Old Testament were ratified by the giving of gifts. And Hezekiah ratified the covenant that he made with the Lord by putting priority on the house of God and on the worship of God. They offered sacrifices. They gave thank offerings. And 2 Chronicles 29 and 27 says that when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord began, began also. And listen, I say when the offering begins, the song of the Lord begins. When the believer says to God, the things of the world mean less to me than you mean to me, a joyous union takes place and a song of rejoicing begins. There's great joy in giving to the one you love. As a matter of fact, how much you love will determine how much you give. And if you have anything to give and don't give, you don't love. But giving to God tr promotes the full giving of your heart to the Lord. For Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will be your heart. So they gave. Hezekiah and the people sought the Lord. They tithed and they worshiped God. Hezekiah gave thousands of bulls and sheep and the people gave and shared. They removed every conflicting altar, a loyalty, every altar to an idol God. They gave themselves and they gave their resources unto God. Second Chronicles 31 and 20 says, thus Hezekiah did throughout all Judah. He did what was good and right and true in the sight of his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek his God, he did it with all his heart. So he prospers. When you give your whole heart to the work of the Lord, you will prosper. God said in Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, somebody say then, you will make your way prosperous 
and then you will have good success. Listen, God made the universe. God is in charge of the universe. He's the creator and he's the sustainer of life. In him we live and move. We have our being. Without him there's no living, there's no moving, there's no being. And everything in the universe belongs to God. The destiny of our lives is in the hands of God. God cannot allow men to have lasting prosperity and success if they do not honor him because that would not bring him glory. And God has said, I am the Lord, that's my name and my glory I will not give to another nor my praise unto graven images. And so Hezekiah found ways of becoming identified with the glory of God. I said he found ways of becoming identified with the glory of God. He came into alignment with God's purpose and nothing could stop him because nothing can stop God. God is constantly looking for somebody through whom he can bring glory to himself. I said God is constantly looking for somebody through whom he can bring glory unto himself. Somebody that he can give resources and who will use those resources for the glory of God. Someone whom he can give a gift or a talent who will use that gift or that talent unto God's glory. Somebody to whom God can give influence who will use that influence to the glory of God. Your gift is for the glory of God. Your talent is for the glory of God. Your influence is for the glory of God. Everything that God does in your life is for the glory of God. God, help me to live so that I can bring glory unto your name. I'll take no credit for myself. I'll give you the glory. Come on, give God glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Romans 8:28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. And Psalm 84 and 11 says, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Don't get jealous and envious of somebody who's blessed. Don't look down on somebody who's going higher and higher you give God glory like they're giving God glory and God will bless you too. Come on, praise God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. If you love God, give God glory. Come on, give him glory. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me go on to say that Hezekiah used his trial to climb higher. I want to encourage each one of you, use your trial to climb higher. Everybody's going to have trials. You can't become a champion if you don't have a fight. You can't have victory if you don't have a battle. 
You can't go to the next level if you don't pass the test for the level you're in. Trials are inevitable. Everybody has them. Somebody in here is going through a trial right today. Going through a fight right now and you're on the verge of complaining and fussing at God. God, why are you letting me go through this? God says, I let you go through it because I want to take you higher. Hallelujah. Gold does not become pure gold till it goes through the trial. Somebody say amen. You've got to go through the heat. You've got to go through the fire to come out what God would have you to be. You can't have a rock overnight. It takes time to have a rock. If you're not willing to take time, you might be a mud ball, but you won't be a rock. It takes pressure to have a rock. It takes heat to have a rock. It takes moisture to have a rock. It's going to take some time to have a rock. But when the pressure and the heat and the time has its impact, you come out hard like a rock. And God says, I'm trying to make me some rocks in West Angeles. Are there anybody in here who wants to be a rock? Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. Some people are terrified by trials. Other people are discouraged by trials. They're demoralized by trials. Some folks are derailed by trials. Some of them are discouraged. But a few people use their trials to go higher. Use their trials to show God their love. Show God their faith. And God cannot ignore love and faith. I said God cannot ignore love and faith. Anybody in here have love and faith for God? God is not going to overlook your love and your faith. As a matter of fact, if you've got the faith, God has the power. And I know that God has the power whether you have the faith or not. But if you want to see God's power at work in your life, you've got to show God your faith. And you show God your faith by being a hallelujah anyhow person. Even in the midst of the trial, even in the midst of the trouble, you're going to praise him. You're going to thank him. You're going to glorify him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on, give God praise and glory. Mm. After Hezekiah had done everything he could do for God, after working for God, Hezekiah's worst nightmare stood before him. The most powerful king in the world, Sennacherib of Assyria, declared war against Hezekiah and against his kingdom. Second Chronicles 32 and 1 says, After Hezekiah had done these deeds of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered Judah. He encamped against the fortified cities, thinking to win them over unto himself. Deeds of faithfulness will not exempt you from a trial. They'll not exempt you from a test. And after your deeds of faithfulness, no matter what happens, keep on doing more. Some people think when they do one thing for God, that God's going to bless them for the rest of their lives. And they forget that most of their lives, they didn't do anything for the Lord. And whatever you do for the Lord, you're just making back payments. Tell your neighbor, I'm just making back payments. 
I can never pay. I can, I can pay on, on what God has done and pay on it and on it, but I, I never can really catch up with God because you can't beat God giving. No matter how you try, the more you give, the more he gives to you, he just keeps on giving. Just keeps on giving life, keeps on giving health, keeps on giving strength, keeps on giving strength, friends, keeps on bringing us out of trouble, out of distress, keeps on working miracles for us, keeps on stepping in just when we need him most. We can't pay, we can just pay on what God has done. If you know all you can do is pay on what God has done for you, give God praise. Mm. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Child of God, don't get tired. Don't get weary. Don't stop. Keep on working. Keep on serving. Keep on praising God. Don't let the devil discourage you. In due time we shall reap if we faint not. My due time just hadn't come yet, but it's on the way. It's going to come. It will not tarry. It's going to happen. I said it's going to happen. After deeds of faithfulness, watch the devil. Watch discouragement because the devil wants to discourage us and block us and stop us. The Bible says in Psalm 30 and 5, his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy... Joy is going to come in the morning. Come on, praise God. Your joy is coming. Your joy is coming. Your joy is coming. Have you not known? Have you not heard? God, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of, earth, of the earth, neither faint, nor is he weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Come on, tell your neighbor, keep on walking. Keep on running. Keep on flying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hezekiah was on the Lord's team. Are there any Lord's team members here? When you're really on God's team, when people fight you, they're fighting against God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you're on God's team, when people fight you, they are fighting against God. And nobody can fight God and win. Hezekiah was on the Lord's team. He had shown his love by giving, he had shared with the work of the Lord. Now listen, now he shows his faith by encouraging his soldiers and encouraging his people. Look at Second Chronicles 32 and 7. He said to the soldiers, be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with him. For there are more with us than there are with them. Come on, tell your neighbor, there are more with us than there are with our enemies. With our enemies is the arm of flesh. Say it, with our enemies is the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. 
Come on, clap your hands and tell your neighbor the Lord is able to fight your battle. I said he'll fight your battle. I said he'll fight your battle. I said he'll fight your battle. The enemies may come out against you, but God's going to bring you out. Grab your neighbor by the hand and pull it. Say, God's going to bring you out in the name of Jesus. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Hezekiah got God mixed up in his business. You need the Lord mixed up in your business. You need the Lord involved in your affairs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Sennacherib spoke against Hezekiah, he was speaking against God because God was all mixed up in Hezekiah's business. Watch out what you say about people who are trusting and relying on God. Watch out what you think about people who are holding on to the Lord. Because you mess with them, you're messing with their God. And this king, in essence, said, Hezekiah, you can't help yourself. And your God is not going to be able to help you. And God said, did somebody call my name? Mm. When God saw his servant and his team member in trouble, he said in 2 Chronicles 32 and 21, this most powerful king in the world is such small business to me. I won't deal with him directly. I won't send a legion of angels. I just send one angel. That'll be enough. When one angel came, cut down all the mighty men of the Assyrians, caused Sennacherib to go home in shame. I see your enemies going home in shame. I, I see your enemies backing off from you. I see your enemies getting out of your way. I see you walking in victory and in power. With Angelus, I see us going higher and higher every day. In my spirit, I'm rejoicing because I see you in the future and you look much better than you look right now. One angel, come on, tell your neighbor, one angel. One angel cut down all the mighty men of Assyria and caused Sennacherib to go home in shame. And when he got home, his own sons killed him. When you turn your business over to God, God gets all mixed up in your business for your good. I said, when you turn your business over to God, God will get all mixed up in your business for your good. Whenever you give to God, God becomes responsible for you. Come on, tell three people it's for my good. It's for my good. Hezekiah got God mixed up in his business. Then also Hezekiah fulfilled the terms of the covenant. And when he fulfilled the term of the covenant, he received the privileges and the blessings of the covenant. It's a blessing to be in covenant relationship with God. He had something he could talk to God about. And he gave God something good that God could remember about him. Find 1 Kings 20 and 1. The Bible says Hezekiah was sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet went to him and said, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and said, Lord, remember now. Raise your hand and say, Lord, remember now. 
I've walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. And Lord, I've done what's good in your sight. And then Hezekiah started crying. God can't stand to hear one of his faithful children cry. Call unto me and I will answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I've got a feeling that a blessing is on the way into your life. Come on, praise him. Hezekiah said, Lord, I tried. Lord, I loved you. Lord, I served you. And the Lord said, yes, I remember all that. Isaiah, go back and tell Hezekiah that he's got 15 more years. Hallelujah. He's got 15 more years to serve me. 15 more years to rejoice. 15 more years to praise me. Hezekiah was sick, but when God got through with him, Hezekiah was well, and he lived 15 years longer. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God has a blessing with your name on it. Yes. Oh, bless his name. Come on, help me praise him. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. God is able. I said, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that we are able. Oh, yes, he is. Tell your neighbor, yes, he's able. You can try him. You can step out on him. God will bring you through. God will bring you out. Will you help me praise the Lord? Stand up and praise him. Stand up and praise him. Hallelujah. I see a blessing on the way to your house. I see a miracle coming to your address. I see the blessing of God descending upon your life. You've been faithful. Now God's going to bless you and take you higher than you've ever been before. You may get thrown into the heat and thrown into the fire, but in the fire, trust in the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fire. The king came back, said, didn't we throw three? I see four. Hallelujah. I see four men walking in the fire. They have no hurt. And the form of the fourth one looks just like Jesus. They took three out. They left one in. Why did the one stay in? He said, I'm staying in here so that when the next of my servants get thrown in the fire, I'll already be there to bring them out. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is in your fire. God is in your trial. I see you coming over. I see you coming out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.